Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola, or as you might know me, Phil and Frank. I'm Tony Kornheiser, or as I'm known on the set, the Corn Star. Now that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go straight to video, <laughs> making more money than ever. No it's more amazing what pills can do in America, <laughs> and I am living proof. A lot of people like your work. Yeah. People tell me all the time. They like great to know. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon apparently couldn't make it past Monday. So I am joined by our great friend from the athletic, Frank Isola. <laughs> Sound effects. Oh, that's really good. Not bad. And we begin today with news from the NFL owners meeting that could change NFL replay. After NFL coaches voted 32 to 0 to find a way to correct clear and obvious officiating mistakes, no matter how they happened. The competition committee has introduced a proposal that would solve the problem presented by that no-call of obvious pass interference that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl and sent the Saints home. Frank, should the owners make this change? It's amazing that we're still talking about this play. It's the, you know, the no-call heard around the world. But where are we going to stop? I don't have a problem if they agree to these rule changes, but, you know, there was a play also in the AFC Championship game, a roughing the passer call against the Chiefs that should have also been overturned. So, Tony, I'm asking you, when would it stop then? That's a very difficult question. That, to me, that implies that it has to stop at some point. And if it has to stop at some point, then you're asking millions of viewers who have watched a call be bad, be frustrated, because the technology has shown them that this is a bad call and the league has done nothing about it. So I think a change has to be made. You you can say to me, well, we're only going to do it in playoff games, or we're only going to do it in the last five minutes, or we're only going to do it in the last 30 seconds. As long as you do something, when you talk about the no call heard around the world, I do remember that the next day on all the morning news shows that led the news shows. And the NFL was tremendously embarrassed. The the coaches are saying right now, unanimously, this stuff has to stop. I think the owners have to listen. All right, I get it. So New Orleans, they're all upset. They didn't watch the Super Bowl. The ratings were terrible. All right, but the fans in Kansas City, they have the same gripe. It was just a different call. It was egregious. That was a huge play in the game. That was against Brady, where they said that they roughed Brady. That was a little bit further up in the game. But, it, it did not get the publicity because people are used to that But call. this is my point, though, Tony. Once you start going down this road, now we're just going to make it about, uh, you know, non-calls on pass interference. No, I don't, I don't think it has to be that. It, there's an, Sean Payton has been talking for some time now. And, and I, I think he's doing one plus one equals three because he is saying that he feels among some owners there's a movement that the drama of the no-call is very important. I think that speaks to the integrity of the game issue. I think ultimately you sit in a room and you say, I'm sorry, we have to get it right. A call like that, we have to get it right. A play that you know of. It's going to be 40 years since the Mike Renthro play Houston Oilers, Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Tony, in January, it's going to be 40 years. We're still talking about this stuff. So even if you make these changes, there's always going to be one play during a game that goes overlooked. Frank, there is a sweep of history that happens, and you are powerless to try to hold it back. At this point, the NFL must try to correct this. They cannot sell the fans on the notion, oh, I'm sorry, that's not reviewable. No, you, you got to do it. Probably would have made You for, have to do it. Probably would have made for a better Super Bowl yeah. as well. All right, for months we've been hearing free agent-to-be Kawhi Leonard linked to the Los Angeles Clippers, but TSN in Canada is reporting that the Toronto Raptors officials are becoming increasingly confident that they will resign Kawhi this summer. 
Kawhi seems like a pretty tough guy to read, but TSN is reporting that the team is building a strong relationship with the former Finals MVP. All right, Tony, should they be confident that Kawhi will resign this No, season? no, no, they should not be confident. I mean, uh, he's sometimes he's inscrutable. You have no idea what exactly. he's thinking about, but there are certain things that are factually true. Okay, he was born in Southern California, raised in Southern California, right near Los Angeles. Los Angeles might want to bring him home. The last time I looked, Toronto was not in Los Angeles. <laughs> Toronto has bent over backwards for him. Yes, they, have. they let him sit out more games than Popovich ever let him sit 20. out. Everything he wants, he has gotten in an attempt to keep him because they look at the change at their team. Look how important he is to that. But, but if the question is, should they be confident? No. 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 I'm confident in Kawhi Leonard when he's out on the court and once the playoffs start, I have confidence in him. To me, and there's nothing against him. He's a flaky guy. He's impossible yep. to read. Yep. Who left the San Antonio Spurs? This is the gold standard in the NBA, the great organization. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, they stay there forever. He wanted out. Yeah. But I will say this about Toronto, and you mentioned the games. He's missed 20 games. They are 15-5. and five. In those games, they have handled this thing brilliantly. I still think it was worth it, even if he leaves, 100%. because you've never been to a final. 100%. You're adding a great player. LeBron left. You added Kawhi Leonard. Maybe they believe it, but I don't know how you could ever get a read on Kawhi Leonard. Let's look can't. at history for a second. I, I mean, I remember when Alex Rodriguez was with Seattle, and people thought, well, he'll never leave here. Yeah. He likes it here. He says how much he, he left. Albert Pujols, he'll never yeah. go to leave St. Louis. And he left. There are people that want to be somewhere else for whatever that reason is. He is a very tough guy to figure out. Maybe he doesn't even know at the moment. But if, if, you, if you bank everything on the fact that you think you've sold him, you haven't yeah. sold him yet. And you he, haven't. And here's, here's something, uh, Tony. You go around the NBA, you talk to executives, coaches, agents, players. Everyone thinks Kawhi Leonard is going to the Clippers. Last season... Everyone thought that LeBron was going to the Lakers. It turned out to be true, and that Paul George was going. And he didn't to go. The he Lakers. stayed in Oklahoma didn't turn City, out to be true. right? So, so you can ultimately believe what you want to believe. He hasn't <laughs> left yet, right? He I, hasn't I just left don't yet. think you can get a read on the guy. He's that. Late in the second overtime of last night's game between Portland and the Nets, Portland's exceedingly valuable big man Yusef Nurkic came down awkwardly on his left leg. The result was two compound fractures. Nurkic is clearly out for the rest of this season and maybe next season, too. Frank, Portland is currently fourth in the West. Where does this leave them? Well, they're in a lot of trouble, Tony. When they start the playoffs this season, they will be on a 10-game losing streak in the playoffs. And now you lost a guy who'd been playing very well for them. He gives you that toughness inside. You know, Ennis Didn't he have 32 and 16 last yeah, he was And he only played yeah. 34 minutes because yeah. you know people want to come out of the woodwork now and say in a double overtime game he played too many minutes. He only played 34. Yeah. He gives him some muscle inside. He's got an edge to him. He's not afraid to go at NBA players. He's gone at Russell Westbrook, Iman Shumpert. It's, it's a tough blow. Your buddies, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley, two weeks ago, both predicted, I think they're nuts at the time, that Portland was going to be in the NBA Finals. Well, they're not now. Now with that Nurkic, I don't know if they can get out of the first round. No, no. They're, no, no. And, and he, he may have a problem with the sport he has chosen because he broke the other leg a yeah. couple of years ago. That's right. If you're in the business of breaking your legs in basketball, it's not going, what did you tell me his father did? His, his father is what? a 400-pound police officer in Bosnia. Yeah. I want to see you mess with him. No, he's a tough guy. No, he's a tough guy. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't think they have any chance. What strikes me, whenever you see video like this, now, uh, Gordon Hayward had this. Paul George. Paul George had this. Alex Smith has this right yes. now, the Redskins quarterback. He's not going to be back next year. 
When Theismann went down, however many years ago that was, and Lawrence Taylor is going like this, get a doctor in here, because the bone is sticking through the guy's skin at that point. Other players, when you see them turn away, you know how serious this is. And they're thinking to themselves, my God, this could have been me as well. That is, that is the surest sign that something desperately has gone wrong. And I don't, I, I don't know. You keep, their team is no team is built to withstand something yeah. like this heading into the playoffs in three weeks. Yeah. Now I think he can come back from the injury. In fact, he had surgery today. No nerve damage or muscle damage. He's not coming back this year. No, no, he's not. By the way, Paul George was out 257 days. He came back though late in a season, knowing that he was going to play about a month and heading to another off season. So who knows when Nurkic will be? Gordon back. Gordon Hayward is back this year. Yeah. Most people think he'll be better next exactly. year. So it's, so it's of, a three-year period involved in It's this. taken Paul George yeah. a long time. All right. The Utah Jazz couldn't stop Devin Booker from scoring 59 points, but the Jazz went out of their way to prevent Booker from getting 60. Utah intentionally fouled your guy, DeAnthony Melton, in the closing seconds Name to deny Booker a chance for 60. All right. Now, Booker had come out with five minutes left, only to return two minutes later in a game the Suns Ultimately lost by 33, Tony. All right, do you have a problem with the Jazz, or did the Suns kind of violate some unwritten rule here? So the Jazz looked chintzy in in what they did to deny him a chance to score more points. But the Suns looked chintzy by putting him back in just to get points in a game that they were hopelessly out of. So neither team covers itself with glory. I sit here all the time when Wilbon sits in that seat, and he tells me that the Suns are just two years away. They're always two years. They're (laughs) always two years away from being two years away. So at this point, I'm sick of them. This is one of the oddest games that I can recall. You cover a lot of basketball. A guy goes for 59. 59 of the 92 that his team scores. He shoots 19 for 34, and they lose by 33. That's unbelievably odd. Now, Tony, he comes out of the game. He's got 56. They put him back in the Why? Clearly, he wants to get 60. So, I, Well, you know, he's already had 70 in his and, career. And Igor Kukuskov, the head coach of... Phoenix, he's trying to keep his job, and maybe he's worried about his relationship with Devin Booker. Maybe that plays into it. But I don't want to hear about how this is good, and maybe this will help build their culture. What? Like you said, two years ago, he scored 70 in a loss, held up the piece of paper like he was Will Chamberlain in a game they lost. Where have they been? They- and he was only 30 under Will, wasn't he? <laughs> only 30. Tony, they've been one of the worst teams well, in let the, me go to the, the last numbers. Let me go to the glasses and go to the numbers. Last four years, wins for Phoenix. 23 wins, Ridiculous. 24 wins, 21 wins, and now... 17 wins. They're not two years away from being good. They're two years away from the dog track, okay? There is no reason to talk about them or care about them at all on this show. And what they did, putting him back like that was, the, it's bad all the way around. If, Phoenix, you want to put him back in, to me, you can't blame Utah for doing what they did. What are you, like, you're messing with the game. You couldn't here. blame Utah if Utah stuck an elbow in his throat Absolutely. at that point. Because in baseball, Cole Hamels would have hit. They're right. That's the way it works. Rush Let's back. take a break. We're coming up. The two leading MVP candidates meet tonight. Who's having the stronger season? And the Thunder is a mess. But is a bigger mess than the Boston Celtic. Toss up. Coming up next. The Corn Star. I don't know about (laughs) that. I thought it was good. I don't know. It works. It's a little embarrassing. We have the movie collection. Come on now. Geico presents Yikes. Another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, Rumi? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. 
The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. It's time for toss-up. Here's how it works. Frank and I take sides and then I declare victory. What's first? Toss-up. Which number one seed is more likely to get upset on Thursday? Gonzaga? Or Virginia. So it matters who they play. Yes. Gonzaga, who I fell in love with last weekend, is playing Florida State, which Excellent. is a, a four seed. All right. And, and on the other side of this, Virginia, who righted the ship after almost going out in the first half to Garden Web, that was unbelievable. They're playing Oregon, which is a 12 seed. Now, maybe Oregon's great. Maybe Oregon has learned that they're so much better than they were when they finished fourth in a dog conference, the Pac-12. <laughs> but it seems to me that a four seed has a better chance against a number one than a, than a 12 seed does. You're rooting for Leonard Hamilton, 70 years old, never been to a Final Four, two more wins. He gets there with Florida State. That's interesting. I, I was actually, I, I wasn't even really rooting. I had to admit He's that got, I was wrong about Gonzaga. He's got a good team. They, they shut down John Morant. But Oregon, I'm going to pick them because Oregon right now, 10-game winning streak. And like you said, the Pac-10 gets disrespected. Then they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's right. no good. They played they great. UC Irvine. But they've been holding opponents to 64 points per game. Well, that's now, what Virginia Virginia's gets. They can win. Virginia can win at 50. They, they can win at 50. They know how to do it. Oregon. Okay. Next. Toss up. They play tonight. Stronger MVP candidate, James Harden or Giannis Antetokounmpo? So a couple of years ago when Russell Westbrook had all those triple doubles. Yes. I sat here and I said, I would vote for James Harden for MVP because triple doubles didn't mean all that much to me. So you might now think that I would say, whoa, well, James Harden's scoring all these points. So I would vote for Antetokounmpo, especially since his team has, I think, 55 wins. Yes. And Harden's only has 47. Yes. But I'm impressed with the scoring. That was their only path to victory for months when everybody else was out. So I would vote for Harden. And we talked all last year about the way LeBron carried the Cavs. Harden has carried the Houston Rockets. But here's my thing. Who votes for MVP? Wilbon. The media. Yeah. And what does the media root for? Good stories, like all the way back in 1998 when we gave it to Carl Malone, when Michael Jordan should have been the NBA. Well, because so you can't Harden give the it. same guy ten times in a row. Well, that's the point. Right. So last year, Harden got it, and now this year, Giannis with the big smile. I actually think he deserves it, and I think the record has something to do with it. Eight more wins. He's been, yeah. he's been the front runner all year. But the amazing thing about Harden, every time you talk about his scoring, Tony, we mention Wilt, Kobe, and Michael Jordan in the same sentence. It's, every time. His scoring has been denigrated, I think, maybe unfairly. Next. Toss-up, more of a mess. The Thunder or the Celtics? <laughs> the Celtics appear to be an emotional mess. And, and they've lost four in a row. But an emotional mess, which is personified by Kyrie Irving, uh-huh. simply miserable <laughs> every day of his life, simply miserable. But Oklahoma City is a basketball mess. They have lost 11 of their last 16 games. Since the All-Star game, they have the second lowest offense in the league. The yeah. only lower offense is your Knicks, who are trying to lose. 14 wins. I think that Boston can, in fact, turn it around in the playoffs. I am less optimistic uh, about Oklahoma City. Did you see the playoff P's numbers the other know, night? He's... 10 for 29 and Westbrook 6 for 20. And Bad. by the way, last night they lost to Memphis, who did not have Mike Conley. So They got run out of the gym. But to me, it's Boston, because every time Boston plays, they've already had two four-game losing streaks since the All-Star break. They're 8-12 and 12 in their last 20. And how annoying does it get? Every day, it's like the state of Kyrie Irving, the state of the Boston Celtics. They'll be in Cleveland tonight. Which is better for them, 
Winning or losing the game. They win, people say, see, once again, we're winning without, without Kyrie, Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, no, I, I... He didn't even make the trip. I understand that he's the focal point for what appears to be emotional discontent. But the other team in the better conference is sliding. Yeah, They're but, sliding. But Boston, Tony, going into the season, we all thought they were the favorite. Right yeah. now, if they were in the West with 43 wins, they would be in eighth place fighting to get into the playoffs. Next! Toss-up, more impressive dunking moment. Rudy Gobert or Fran Belibi? So... Gobert is a great dunker. Gobert now has 275 dunks, which is apparently the most ever, ever. in a single season, which I didn't realize. Now, Rudy Gobert has to dunk because he can't make a shot <laughs> from outside of two feet. This young girl it's is incredible. in high school. She's 6'1". It's a lot of high school boys cannot dunk at 6'1". She puts the ball in one hand. She goes up. She dunks the ball. Rudy Gobert's nine feet tall. That's why he dunks the ball. <laughs> it's a high school girl that's very impressive. She put a cape Brand on, Belibi, too. Is that how it's pronounced? Francesca. Francesca. Okay. Yeah. Belibi. I love the name. She's going to Stanford, by the way. Uh, the fact that she's 6'1", it's not Candace Parker, Lisa Leslie. We've seen female players. This is dunk small. Her. She's 6'1". Yes. And playing above the rim. Yeah. I hope she, I want to see a couple of dunks in college for her. It has to. You want me to go against Fran Belibi? No, I you mean. You want me to pick Rudy Gobert? No, no you can't. I'm, no, I'm again, never going to pick the French guy over the Would Italian. you ever have known ever in your life the number of most dunks in a no. season? They only kept Impossible. the stat, though, like 20 years ago. You Next. should be Dwight Howard, by the way. Last one. Oh. Toss-up. Which job makes more sense for Jason Kidd, the Lakers or Cal? Easy one. Okay, Easy so Kidd one. is quoted as saying, if you ever have the opportunity to wear the purple and gold, <laughs> you can't turn that down, unquote. He so it seems it's made up. His mind. Now, maybe it doesn't bother him that LeBron James will not listen to a word that he says. Maybe when he coached the Nets and maybe when he coached the Bucks, he had other players who never listened to a word that he says. His career record is under 500 as head coach. If I were he, I would go to Cal, my alma mater. I would Come go to on. Cal. Cal 16 and 47 in the last two years, 5 and 31 in conference. So if Kid wins 12 games in a year, they'll think he's Greg Popovich. You know, you know what's amazing? If he did go to Cal, when he was a player there, you know, he was part of, like, the group that got the coach fired, Luke Campanelli. Luke Campanelli. So now he's going to become and the Todd Bozeman came in. Yeah. Now, he's leveraging these jobs against one another. He wants to coach L.A. He wants to coach the Lakers. You talk about improvement. You coach the Lakers. You bring in a free agent. Now you've got a big-time free agent plus LeBron. Then you could really – they've missed the playoffs six straight years. So, so it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt him that when he got fired at Milwaukee, there was tremendous improvement with the next guy? <laughs> that doesn't where, hurt him? Where would you rather coach, the Lakers or Cal? Be yeah. honest. Um, I, I NBA think or college? I think the Lakers, but I think he gets a better Recruiting? run out of Cal. Yeah, you know. saw it. I win again. It was close. Let's take one last, but close doesn't matter. <laughs> Still to come, could Tony Romo really walk away from broadcasting? What? Ooh. What? And you won't believe Colt McCoy's milk drinking habit. Colt McCoy is a, a number two quarterback here in Washington. He also has a habit of breaking his leg. Yes. You know. Yeah, they went out right away. Like nerd quarterback. Yeah. You know. Two the last three years. Bad. It's bad. Happy time, people. Happy 30th birthday, Von Miller. One of the best defensive players in the NFL. Selected to the Pro Bowl seven times in eight seasons. Double-digit sacks in seven of eight seasons. After he was named MVP of Super Bowl 50, the Denver linebacker has been betrayed by his team's lack of quarterback. And I find myself oddly drawn to those very weird commercials he makes for Old Spice. Hey, he, he is great. Those, By the way, 98 sacks. That's a franchise all-time record that he holds. Happy anniversary, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. On this day 40 years ago, Magic Johnson's Michigan State team beat Larry Bird's Indiana State team 
to win the national championship. Their entry into the NBA that fall is widely credited with a revitalization of that league. The Bird Magic rivalry was on display in the NBA for 13 seasons. It included three finals. Magic won two, Bird won one. More important than their rivalry was their obvious, profound friendship. And 40 years later, that friendship still exists, and they are both idolized for their basketball careers. There have been books written. There was a Broadway play. How about yes. the fact that that game was put in the Utah campus in that small little arena? Now they play in domes. Happy trails to this Dallas goal. The Stars appeared to have an easy goal, but Winnipeg Jets forward Mark Shifley makes the great save with the blade of his stick, flipping the puck up and over the net. If you like that save, you'll like this one, too. That's incredible. Made by Vincent Trocek of the Panthers the other night. Both of those defensive efforts were better than New Jersey goalie Corey Schneider falling asleep at the wheel last night and letting in a goal from the red line. Happens, he was screened. You excited about the hockey playoffs? No, not particularly. But I have some. I have something at home. I have a drawing at home of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, basically as as babies in little uniforms, and it's signed by the artist whose name I forget that I have proudly had for at least twenty years now. You like it very, very much. Get them to sign it. Mike, give it to Mike. I wouldn't do that. Big finish. Here we go. The Mets and Jacob DeGrom agree to a five-year, $137.5 million contract extension. Good deal for him. Noah Syndergaard has spoken, and the Mets responded. The Mets had to do this. Their fans are happy, finally. All right, the Sporting News reports that Tony Romo wants $10 million a year from CBS, or he could walk away. Is that a legitimate threat? It's a legitimate threat in the sense that if he walked away, everybody else would hand him the money and sign him. i, I got to try that threat. John Gruden says the Raiders are keeping the door open for Marshawn Lynch. Do you think he'll play again? Kind of like Kawhi Leonard. He's like a flaky guy. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he'll come back. All right, Jay Gruden says Colt McCoy drinks a gallon of raw milk every day, quote, straight from the teat. Your thoughts? Well, we followed John Gruden with Jay Gruden. I wanted your thoughts. I over exaggerated uh, Colt McCoy breaking his leg, but this must mean he has a cow in the backyard. <laughs> Last one, Magic and Heat tonight with eighth place in the East on the line. Who you got? Orlando has won five in a row. By the way, Steve Clifford, they're starting back court in Orlando. DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier. That's not exactly, come on, two all stars out there. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Frank Isola. Same time tomorrow, folks. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. I really wonder if he has a cow in his backyard. Rob White, CAA, shout out. Thank you.